All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say. And I'll never give it play. I'll take your photos to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from a bay to make them stay. Cause I hate when Bailey's, but I manifest a little with my Bailey's. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me. Hello loves, welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. Today we have a very exciting guest. We are doing an interview episode today. Yay! So we are interviewing Keon from Millennial Soul Food. Um, If you listen to my previous episodes, you will know that Keon is the one who gave me a really, really um, impactful and intense uh, tarot reading. I was dragged through the ethers for an hour. Um, so I wanted to sit down with him. He is a tarot reader. He's been doing it over 10 years. He is a tech witch. He's a life coach. He practices hoodoo, hoodoo and just an overround, I mean an overall, an overall Southern mystic. Um, he kind of comes from a lot of different spiritual traditions and has a lot of different gifts and just ha- kind of has a his uh his fingers in a lot of different magical workings so i think that this will just be a a wonderful interview to like get more information around all the different type of spiritual practices there are and all the different ways to connect to connect to connect with them i mean we've been talking about drugs y'all it's it's gonna get interesting it's gonna get deep it's gonna get real so stay tuned and i hope that you all enjoy later all you need is a little juju Hey y'all, I'm really excited about this interview because we are here with Millennial Soul Food. Keon of Millennial Soul Food is here and sorry y'all, we're in the bed. It is very DIY right now, but that is how I like to do things. We are sitting in Airbnb in New Orleans actually. Um, in Treme. In Treme, the Formerly oldest. Formerly the sixth ward. Formerly, Okay. The Before oldest Katrina. black neighborhood in New Orleans, I think. Yeah, they renamed it after Katrina. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I was hmm. talking to someone that is from here, and um, she is, like, her family's been here, like, for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they like, refuse to sell their house because it's been in their, um, their family for generations. Wow. And they're, like, a black family. And, you know, there's a lot of gentrification happening in the neighborhood mm-hmm. so after Katrina um and <clears throat> you know how they rename stuff in Chicago yeah so they renamed this from the sixth war to Tremé to I see yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I mean it's weird because we're definitely sitting in an Airbnb that I'm in for work and it's really really nice and Super all nice. done up and repainted and just you know it's can we're in the midst of right we're in the midst of gentrification mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess we're grounded in in that protect our neighborhoods um so yes. yes we're here with keon we're gonna get into a lot of stuff today really excited to have him here remember i told y'all i think this was two episodes ago yeah i think episode four five when i got dragged 
<gasps> by the tarot cards. <laughs> And I got dragged period, period by period. my ancestors. Period. Yeah, so he was the one that did the dragging um, on behalf of my spirits and on behalf of the ancestors. So I'm really excited. To that was great. Yeah. Oh my What's god! What's a good reading? And like, <laughs> I've actually been living my life a lot better since that reading. So I've really living my best life. I really do appreciate you um, for that. Aww. Like on some like side note shit, it's really helped me ground myself. Okay, so Keon, where are you from? Tell us about you. How did you grow up? Um, so I am originally from Tupelo, Mississippi, Mm. and um, I grew up there. Went to junior high, middle school, Mm -hmm. elementary school, high school, um, everything there, and. I went to University of Mississippi for college mm-hmm. in um, Oxford, Mississippi. And then, um, yeah, so I spent the first 22 years of my life in Mississippi. Wow. Yeah, and I left to study abroad for a year in Mexico and Ecuador between um, 2009 and 2010. But besides that, yeah, I was um, in Mississippi. Wow. 22 years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. how did you know that you were gifted in any, like, was it when you were in Mississippi? Like, how long have you been doing this work? And like, what, oh, how yeah. would you describe what you do also? Um, so I would describe what I do as um, general, like, spiritual work. Mm-hmm. I also do um, digital content strategy. So I kind of ca- call myself a tech witch. Mm. Hashtag tech witch. That's <laughs> on my it. IG. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do some stuff in tech, like digital communications. Mm-hmm. But um, my grandmother always talked about her dreams. And I guess it was kind of a custom um, for us to do like informal dream analysis. Mm. So um, just like we had certain things, like if my grandmother dreamt about like fish Mm-hmm. Depending on the color, um, that yeah. meant someone was pregnant yeah. in the family or something. Um, so, and she's always talked about her dreams and like um, proclaimed having premonitions and stuff. Mm. And so then, um, I have always just been—I don't know—I guess like magnetized towards people or. I don't know. I've always just been kind of like a healer in nature. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I did have some moments when I was younger, like when I was like six or seven, I had this stick that I would keep in my backyard that I would use to like conjure the wind. So Mm. I would, I was an only child also. So I had only. Uh, (laughs) Where's my daddy? Um, so I would go outside and I would like conjure the wind. Mm. I would like put the wand up and be like, wind. And I would just like feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I was connecting to nature and stuff. And, um. That's so cute. Isn't it so cute? <laughs> wind. Wind. And the, sometimes the wind would stir, uh-huh. baby. Uh-huh. It would stir up now. But, um, yeah. So then I, um, I used to go to Books a Million a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And this was when I was like, yeah, right. Um, So this was when I was maybe at like 11 or 12. And I would always look at like elemental magic books. Mm -hmm. I was super interested in like symbols and just the different elements. 
Um, and I was also interested in just like anime type stuff mm-hmm. and just like a lot of um, escapist stuff. And that yeah. was also to like escape being like black and queer. And well, I wasn't queer when I was growing up. I guess you could say it was like femme. But um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, <clears throat> and then I just got into other occult stuff, like, mm-hmm. just reading, like, when I was, like, 15, I started reading about, um, these people who would channel, like, different, um, extraterrestrial spirits, I guess you could say. Hmm. Have you heard of the Pleiadians before? Mm-mm. So, these are, um, intergalactic beings who are, like, quote-unquote light beings, um... I, I don't like to say light beings because it's like, you know, I don't believe in like dark and light. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're beings who are um, interested in um, our like evolution as a species. Mm. Um, and so they are one of the people who or one of the like beings that <clears throat> gives us like downloads or whatever. Not gives us downloads, but they are, they push like innovation and stuff like that. But since like 2006 ish i had been like just studying and studying tarot but also um just reading a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. period you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow so you so how long have you been conjuring because you said you weren't like doing yeah oh my god the first i would say the first time i did conjure was um it was in Ann Arbor before I was getting ready to move Mm -hmm. um to Chicago so this was in 2014 and I got actually got a candle fixed here in New Orleans um by um Felix Mr. Felix oh okay so that's the first time you did like some hoodoo (laughs) yeah he told me what to do with it well I mean I had done other stuff but this was like where I was like in very it was like multi-day stuff. Right, right. And it, I had to follow these directions, like write my name a certain way and fold mm-hmm. shit a certain way. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, never yeah. did that. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was cool. So, um, yeah. yeah. And then after that, um, we can talk about this later, but after that, um, I got more into it. Mm. Yeah. So you weren't necessarily doing um, hoodoo in Mississippi. You were... I was doing more, like... Because I was doing a lot of psychedelics. So, it was more, like, getting in tune with other worlds. Uh, okay. But it wasn't necessarily, like, I'm, I need Ooh. money or I need to do a spiritual bath. Right, right. I wasn't right. doing that kind of stuff. It was more, like, um, like just a lot of processing, also. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a lot of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually so I want to talk about that because I think that there's at least in who who do I don't know a lot of people who engage in like psychedelics, but I know in mm-hmm. other occult traditions like that is actually it could be an important part of like yeah. connecting to spirit. I would do psychedelics and tarot. Yeah, so I'm like wondering mm-hmm. how you got into psychedelics and how did they? I'm assuming they helped you like yeah, connect. Immensely. So how how did that happen? And like, mm-hmm. what have you benefit? How has it benefited you? Um, I got into psychedelics through my white friends in college. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, Typical. but white folks do be having all the access to stuff. Uh-huh. But um, I actually the first psychedelics I did was salvia. 
and that was kind of the first time. Um, Can you tell us what what is salvia? Oh, salvia is this plant. It used to be legal. It's kind of like they use it as incense, sort of, but you can smoke it Mm -hmm. and have um, like really intense visions for about um, five to ten minutes. And then it's gone. Oh, interesting. And you're back to normal after like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. But it's sort of like as a plant spirit, because I I believe all plants, especially like hallucinogens, they have different spirits. That one is more mischievous. And I would Mm. really, I I don't recommend anyone do (laughs) psychedelics unless they, you know, are with an individual that has experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't just be out here haphazardly doing this stuff because you can't really mess yourself up. But, um, yeah, that was, um, Salvia, that was the first time I did that. But, yeah, it was a very, like, tricky kind of vision, hallucinogen. So what happened? Do you remember it? Well, this one, this was my first trip ever. And, like, I would have different stuff just consciously my whole life, you know, like, realizations and shit. But with this one, I, um... I basically like had this it makes you kind of like paralyzed so you like fall and then everything changes and so it was like I became um all these different me's like thousands mm, of me's like looking, past life or just me's oh, multiplied just oh okay. and just like Keon Keon and then I turned and looked in on myself and it was kind of like that was represent like the paranoia that I went through as like growing up queer Mm. in Mississippi. So yeah, that is, um, and then after that I did shrooms. Um, my shroom trips, I've done shrooms like more than seven times. But, um, those are very, very like, um, loving trips Mm -hmm. where, um, I'm getting in contact with my spirit guides that way. I've done DMT. Um. What's that? DMT is, it is, um, the chemical that your brain emits um, whenever you are born and when you dream and when you die. Mm. And so, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's in every hallucinogen plant. But my friend had, like, an extract. Yeah. And that was an amazing trip. And that was one of the first times I got really in touch with, like, light beings. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, holy shit, I'm somewhere else. And so do you feel like you, like, di- traveled to another dimension? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was, like, the language. There wasn't, like, the way that we were communicating wasn't through, like, um, like, language. Mm-hmm. It was more, like, um, like, the transmission of thoughts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, hi, we are light beings. Right. We're <laughs> very, it was, like, <laughs> I was, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt y'all. We are really kicking, like kicking. Um, but I have to shout out my patrons, my sustainers, the people who make this work possible, make it possible for me to record comfortably and with the best materials and allow me to do the spiritual work that I need. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So I got two patrons from last week. Hey, so shout out to my mom. My mom joined the Patreon family. <laughs> so thanks, ma. Um, and I also want to shout out Mimi H, who also pledged um, to help sustain a little bit 
a little juju podcast monthly. It means so, so, so much to me. So I'm conjuring up all the good juju I can muster and I'm sending it to you. Um, also, shout out to the folks who hit me up on the Cash App, showing a little bit of love through the coins. It is so needed and so necessary and it really, really makes a difference um, to me and to this work. This is all of our this is all of our duties and we can share the juju gospel together. Also shout out to the people who are still rating um and reviewing the podcast, the five star reviews, the wonderful comments and the love that y'all send that also matters to me. So um hit it up on Apple Podcasts and rate and review or whatever platform that you're listening on. Um say some good things or whatever. And uh yeah, again, thank you so much and let's get back to the show um and so is that all the you went through dmt shrooms yeah those are a lot but i mean i think i would have went gotten to the path like another way you know yeah, i would have mm-hmm. you can get do this through like yoga like mm-hmm. intense meditation mm-hmm. everyone has their their way like art yeah yeah and i would say that my art was like um like shamanism mm-hmm. in mississippi mm-hmm. yeah so can you talk a little bit about shamanism in mississippi like oh, what did that look like for you well for me it was very informal okay i will say because i would say my initiation my initiation was with my spirit guides i can tell mm-hmm. just because i had way too many opportunities to be in like very scenic natural places right and do do psychedelics right and have all these deep experiences you know right. and then tell everybody in there and like oh okay and really believe me and mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like cool i did a lot of lsd also mm-hmm. lsd was like very integral to my like spiritual development and it's also um that is whenever i had my enlightenment mm-hmm. so that involved like i was like struck by lightning Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember you told me that story. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, you feel like that was, like, a warning or No. What? It was, like, an it's initiation. It was a mm. rebirth. Because that was... Oh, well, I guess I was doing... That was basically conjure. Shaman conjure. Because I, um, I had read this book um, by Timothy Leary, who was this famous psychedelics professor mm-hmm. at Harvard in the 60s. And he created a um, ritual... Based on the Tibetan Book of the Living and Dead, where you um, do your own kind of um, death and rebirth mm. of your soul. Yeah, I um, this ritual, it was like, it was maybe like six hours long. But if the trip was like 15 hours, mm-hmm. which I would definitely not advise anyone to do this. <laughs> PSA. PSA. Um... My friend had never done LSD before. And at that time, I had done it, like, six times. So I was like, okay, well, let's do it. Like, um, I liked to start my trips in the morning because it was kind of, like, rising and then falling Mm -hmm. with the night. Um, And it's still, you could still be in rhythm with everything. And so, yeah, we, like, took it at nine. And then I laid down, uh, because you're supposed to lay in Shavasana. You know what Shavasana yeah, is? Yeah, the yoga Like, pose. the death pose. Yeah. So, I laid like that for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And um, that is the death part. So, I saw like all this like terrible shit. Like, it was kind of like my mind was like in auto mode of just imagining the worst shit that could happen. Mm-hmm. 
And so that was like the death. And that was after I had started feeling um, the like tingling in my spine and all that. That's right. like your kundalini mm-hmm. activating. Mm-hmm. Can you describe kundalini? Kundalini. Oh, uh, kundalini is the force. It's the life force. Mm-hmm. But also, um, people don't need to be out here doing kundalini yoga. They don't need to be. No, because it can start spinning out of control. Yeah, it can. But it can also wake your ass up. Yeah, with catastrophe. Yeah, I've done it. It was good, but yeah, it. So it yeah, depends. Oh, yeah, it does. But if you're not really ready for that kind of energy surge, yeah, it can be good to do it with a trained professional. Yeah, because sure. a lot of people be doing it from YouTube videos. Yeah, well, that's when I did it though. Shit, <laughs> I guess you can handle it. This I loved it. Bring somebody in your life, turn you out, and leave your ass. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I did my um. That was like the death part, and then. I went out to this tree in um, William Faulkner's cemetery, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was just like processing a lot. But my friend, he was out there for a little bit, and then he went back inside, and I was just like processing so much, like being black and queer, being like on LSD, um, having this like transcendent experience, um, seeing my life from like. A lot of different perspectives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because with psychedelics, you have like 6D fucking vision. Right, right. It's like you see stuff like from this context, from the context of like you being on Mars. Mm -hmm. What if like if you were an extraterrestrial, familial trauma. So at one point, yeah, at one point I felt like I could like relate everything to everything in the world. Mm. Like I felt like I was like the most intelligent person ever. <laughs> Which like I might be. But I think that's what a lot of these drugs do, though. They do. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just make you feel like you're the most intelligent person, but, like, they can. And it opened connect, me up. It opens you up to it so let me, much. It let me know there is... And that's also when my, like, psychic shit, especially, got off on fleek. Because, um, like, there is a place where all information is. Like... Mm-hmm. And we have access to it. Mm-hmm. But we're just not trained to have access to right. it. Right. Yeah, so I, at, it, during that, the midst of that, um, there was a storm that was getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So there was, a strong, there was a storm that was getting stronger and stronger. And um, I went to my friend's place. And um, I was trying to figure out, like, man under the tree, which was this phrase that came to me. So then, um, I was trying to figure it out and I was typing on the computer and it got more intense, like this emotion. And, um, then my friend's attic got struck by lightning and my side had the light on and his side had the light off and his neighbor came over, um, and asked like if everything was okay. And that was kind of like confirmation that it had actually happened, you mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. we were on LSD. And we were like, did that really happen? <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, that was basically it. But that lightning strike, I think that was like the big bang yeah. of like my rebirth. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I mean, I do want to like say to y'all, like, I don't think, I think that I know a lot of people who do, um, 
various psychedelics, specifically spiritual folks who do that. And that's how they download. That's how they tap in. That's mm-hmm. how they get connected to other dimensions. Um, especially people who feel like really stifled by this dimension, which we all often are every day. Um, pero, um, definitely <laughs> pero. like be careful. I think if you're like new to this journey or you are just Have hearing a, about um, this for the mental first time. illness. Yes. If you are bipolar, yeah. schizophrenic, like don't do it. Don't do it and be very careful around doing that because it yeah. can really, you can go somewhere and not come back. See a um, trained professional. So something. yeah, seeking a trained professional and, or just like working the muscles that you have so that you can get there without necessarily doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's not for Meditation. every person. Meditation. Um, Keon says don't do kundalini I like kundalini so I say mm-hmm. maybe you can try it but you know just look there's because there's so many other ways to astral project there's so many ways to do all of this shit you know um okay thank you for talking about that yeah. I appreciate that um so I do want to so a couple times you mentioned um being black and queer and mm-hmm. be, growing up in Mississippi and I wasn't necessarily gonna like focus on it but only because you brought it up like a few times when you were talking mm-hmm. about your journey. I guess I'm wondering what that was like for you growing up and how do you feel like that's influenced the work that you, the spiritual work that you mm-hmm. do in your calling or has it just like your queerness and blackness and being from the South? Yeah. Um, I think being like black and queer uh, early on made me like not be afraid to do stuff with, that was um like out of the norm. Mm. So I think that's kind of why I wasn't really, I wasn't really like, it was kind of like, oh, well, you're going to, that's the devil. Yeah. But I was kind of like, well, the devil must be better than y'all shit. Cause <laughs> what, what the fuck y'all doing in church? I ain't trying to be a part of it. Right. Period. Period. <laughs> right. Not interested. Period. Not interested. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, um, I think just being different for like my whole mm. life and like, um, kind of just openly, I was always openly, like, ostracized, you know? Mm. Like, by, like, white people and black people. Not to sound like that person. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's it's true. Yeah, yeah, I was. Like, I had to, like, curse niggas out, like, a fucking every day. I, mm. th- I will say I'm glad, like, I'm not glad that I went through so much, um, but I really, like, it put me to the test as far as, like, standing up for myself and, like, mm. It even, like, molded me into being, I guess, like, a spiritual warrior, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I took Taekwondo for three years. Like, I know how to, like, whip somebody's ass and curse somebody out. Right. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, because you were bullied. Yeah! And that was... I had, I also did, like, have to learn how to deal with, like, rage and stuff. Mm. Um, and just, like... Because for years after, like, leaving Mississippi... I was still just, like, ready to pop off at anybody, you know? Like, mm-hmm. bitch, what the fuck you say? Right, like, right. How the fuck? Right. Excuse me? Or, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would say growing up in Mississippi, it really, it made me, like, angry. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I'm really thankful for, um, like, nature. Because that was, and I'm thankful for my grandmother's house. Because those, are, I would say, the two places where I didn't feel, like, under attack. Mm, yeah. that's deep yeah really Is yeah 
I'm just like, first of all, grandmother's house, like black mm. grandmas, like yeah. that is the only space. She, she never saw. really was like, stop acting like a girl. Yeah, like she that matriarchal that. power. Like that's important. That that's deep. And then the yeah. land. Yeah. And then being like around trees. With you know, the they're, not, like, in, they're not like fucking faggot. They don't Right, right. So um yeah, because I mean I just grew up with people, you know, they would just look at squirrels. Yeah. You know, <laughs> This or just porch culture, you yeah, know. right. Just hanging Southern out, porch culture. Yeah, yeah. Not really looking at anything, just chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of how it factored in. So then we've talked about like some of the other, you know, spiritual shit that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you're like rooted in any particular tradition itself, or are you kind of eclectic? "Quote unquote" in your in your workings, like yeah, you're I would say that I am like a mystic. Mm, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. just a just a general mystic, but you know, like I follow this particular path. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. okay, because I um, because with psychedelics, that's how I really like formed my relationship with um spirit. I mm-hmm. guess you could say mm-hmm. so. That is so, like, unique yeah. and, like, personal, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, I do hoodoo and stuff and, like, um, conjure because that's cultural. Mm-hmm. And then hoodoo isn't a belief system. So, you know, it's... Um, but, yeah, I, my belief system or my beliefs is a mix of, like, Buddhism, Hermetic Kabbalah. I mean, I have pray to Ganesha because mm-hmm. that's a... Ganesha is huge in hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh wait, I don't think I knew that in hoodoo. Yeah, a lot of people be using hoodoo. Yeah, yeah. The little elephant. And around here, yeah, around okay. the coast and yeah, Mississippi and New Orleans, yeah, people use Ganesha. Huh? I wonder how Ganesha got infused. I have with... no clue. <laughs> but these are also. Later. But this is also like um, in New Orleans and Mississippi hoodoo, like Manic Kabbalah is is an influence in hoodoo um as far as like the like hermetic kabbalah is more about like the structure it's more like structural and it's a good way to think about um this layout of like the ethereal realms i guess you could say hmm. but it's not necessarily like you know like ephi or something yeah. like that but um hermetic kabbalah that buddhism also hmm. is kind of like a little bit influenced um, and then, of course, like, West African spiritual practices. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I would say that I'm just kind of like a Southern mystic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Southern mystic. A Southern mystic. A southern mystic. Yeah, just a, a huge, a gumbo of, like, yeah. belief systems. hmm But I do do the spell work and stuff. And right. Ancestral stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I guess a hoodoo mystic. Yeah. Yeah. So when did the so when did you feel like you connected with your ancestors and like did that intentional the hoodoo stuff? Mm-hmm. That was whenever I joined a coven in Chicago. Oh. For um a year. Mm-hmm. Um and that was uh, my mentor, my spiritual mentor, Lakeisha Harris of Black Witch Chronicles and Black Witch University. Hey. Look them up. Um. But I met Lakeisha through a series of very interesting events. Like, I think the spirits conjured us to meet. Yeah, probably. Because, um, yeah, 
Because I started watching them on YouTube with one of my friends. Oh. Um, my friend Tesh and... Shout out to Tess. Tess, Tess, Tess my graphic. <laughs> yes. Um, what is it? Astra Tesh. Mm-hmm. Um, look them up. But we were like looking at Lakeisha on YouTube and we were just like, oh my God, like, shit, we want to meet her. Like, man. Because they were talking She's about amazing. just like, yeah, they were talking about like on Black Witch Chronicles, talking about just like Conjure. And like at that point, I had, I had just studied more just like occult stuff like Hermetic Kabbalah and I knew about hoodoo but it was more just like superstition stuff Mm -hmm. growing up Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. when we're like cooking black beans and collards some of the years but it wasn't really like this is from blankety blank right so I met Lakeisha at an event and Lakeisha like walked up to me and was like you're my ancestor and I was like what the fuck what yeah um, and then she like walked up and she was like, yeah, she was like, you're my ancestor. Do you know so-and-so? And I was like, no, I don't. And then she actually has the same last name as my mother. Wow. And my grandfather. And then she's also kin to Dylan's. She has cousins who are Dylan. Her last name is Harris. My mother is a Harris. My grandfather's Harris. Wow. Yeah. And I know I'm kin to Harris's up in Milwaukee. Wow. So near Chicago. Yeah. So. So she called that. Yeah. So then, um. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you, like, for doing your work. Mm-hmm. And then I actually ran into her again in Chicago. And you know Chicago's huge. I ran into her when I was getting off the train stop. Wow. And she didn't even live near there. Um, <clears throat> so, so then you joined her coven. Yeah, so then she told me she was, like, going to have a new moon group. And then eventually that was a coven. And... So we would get together and talk about tarot and different spell stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after that, I just kind of learned the basics. And then... Shit. So she put you on to hoodoo. Shit. Um, well, maybe... She put me on to, I guess, like, me, uh, me seeing the utility of it right. in my life. Right. And, like, maybe seeing it more than just, like, something you grew up with that, like, people said around you. That was, like, yeah, a superstition. Yeah, where it was, like, oh, yeah. But, like, giving it some structure, like, oh, this is mm-hmm. context for this. And this, this is, why is, you know, this is, yeah. like, why the ancestors used it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, conjure, why it was important for protection. Right, And then right. also, um, yeah, it was just kind of more of a, like, a contemporary context for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was whenever I was, like, wow, this is a group of people, and... Then Lakeisha was really cool, and I met some friends through that. And um, after that is when shit really started popping off. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So I started doing like spiritual baths where I would have. Once you like, got them ancestors involved and that hoodoo involved, shit started popping off. Yeah, and I got in touch with my spirit guide. Yeah. Before that, mm-hmm. well, was, I don't mention their name publicly. But yeah. um you shouldn't, y'all. You shouldn't. I didn't people. even know that. Oh yeah, no, you shouldn't. Really? People can people can take your spirits and bribe them. So I I never like I have a lot of spirits around me. I don't usually call them by their their real names. I give them like yeah. fake names. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, my spirit guide told me not to say shit. Yeah. Don't tell nine. Shouldn't. Don't tell now, nigga. Yeah. My nine. Yeah. You heard me. <laughs> Yeah, unless you really try something, but honestly, like I wouldn't. I, I was taught the, not to. Yeah, for the most part, you don't just be out here like, yeah, my spirit guy Robert. Like, yeah, you know, you wouldn't do nah. That. Yeah. So I had a lot. Uh, that was kind of whenever I recognized like 
I could pinpoint like what energy that was like yeah. my whole life that was kind of like mm-hmm. do this or you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. do this mm-hmm. whenever you open yourself to spirit usually things can fall completely apart yep. and then they come back together and like, you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> I'm that bitch you're like oh fuck I can go through this right. started from the bottom yeah literally literally period, period. literally so I do want to talk about tarot a little oh bit. Oh my god, yeah. Like, we first... have to talk about tarot. We gotta tarot. talk about like, tarot. That's how I that's make my money. Hello? Like, we're not even talking about tarot, but I really, like, yeah, I appreciate everything that you said so far. So, like, you said that you were doing tarot for a while. So what called you to, like, go to the cards? And then what have the okay. cards done for you? So tarot cards, um, wow. So I was called to do tarot, um... Well, my friend actually, my friend Carol Ann, who I live with now in New Orleans, um, bought me my first tarot deck in 2008, and she actually um, started doing tarot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, she she was doing tarot, and she would read my tarot and then other people's, and she was like, you should get into it, Keon, and I was like, oh, okay. And Carol Ann, she's like um, a friend of mine who's from the coast, um, and she bought, she's like her family's like French and Spanish, hella like Southern white people. Mm-hmm. Colonizer. Colonizer. But we've actually had a lot of conversations about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, conversations about like our convergence at this time in the South right. and what that means, you know, as far as like history and yeah, just the whole context of it. A lot of very deep, vulnerable conversations, which I love because, you know, a lot of white people don't talk about that shit. Um, you know, it's a lot to be like, you know, be like, yeah, your ancestors probably enslaved mine. They, yeah. They most I mean, likely the did. the Spanish were the ones who colonized they did. New Louisiana. Yeah. So I think it's just interesting that, like, she gave me my first tarot deck hmm. and, like, pushed me into doing this because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. So then we start studying it. And then I have another friend, actually, um, who, um, he's Cajun. Mm-hmm. And he knows a lot about, like, Golden Dawn, Hermetic Kabbalah stuff. And I met him my freshman year of college. And um, I just started doing tarot. One summer, I spent, like, two months just, like, um, like smoking weed and being in my room, like, listening to, like, hella trippy music. And, um, like, literally, like, envisioning myself, like, in my head, walking through these different halls to, like, greet different major arcana characters mm. yeah so that came from gareth knight which is this tarot t- the author is gareth knight i can't remember the name of the book but it's a tarot book where he recommends that kind of meditation to do that for like all of the um 22 major arcana characters mm, yeah or, to really like get to know mm-hmm. not just your deck but like yeah so for instance like with the full you know read the description do some light studying and then like you know, breathe for a few minutes, get into your trance, and then, like, imagine yourself going into a temple and, like, greeting the fool and, you know, like, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then, also, um, oh my god, I forgot to tell you about whenever I had the spiritual bath with the moon, I had a dream about the moon where I literally had the, a communication with the moon. Hmm. And it told me that that was going to happen. It like, told I got you what? the instructions for the spiritual bath. From the moon? From the dream I had about the oh. eclipse. I was watching the eclipse 
And also, during that time, I had a lot of dreams doing tarot. Like, I would oh. be studying the tarot in my dreams. So, you you were called. Yeah, like... <laughs> You're like, supposed to be doing Yeah, because yeah. especially because I started... I was doing tarot for, like, nine years mm-hmm. before I started my business last year. And um, I was doing, like, private consultations for people. But, yeah, I was doing lift and shit driving lift like 20 hours a week and then finally i was like man let me just do let me just put this on facebook and be like hey i'm doing tarot mm-hmm. and then i had like five clients like in three days yep that's when you know yeah and then it doing. just like it kept it kept building and shit yeah. um and yeah i had i would have like three dreams where i was just like i was staring at the cards and i was like doing deep ass readings for people and then i'd wake up and be like what the fuck wow yeah i was doing i was doing so much tarot in my sleep so long how how long have you been doing tarot like since 2008 oh since 2008 2000 yeah wow 10 years wow coming up on 11 Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so... So you've been doing a while. Like, it's to the point where if a life situation happens or someone tells me about something, a card flashes up in my mind. Mm. So if you tell me, like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm trying to get to know myself better and, like, I'm being more vulnerable, I'm a water sign, I'll be like, temperance card. Mm. <laughs> or the star. Yeah. The my, my It'll flash in my head. Because you know it, so... Yeah. Well. And I'm a very, like systematic visual thinker Mm -hmm. so it just works yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so how do you feel like the cards have like been i mean i know like financially it's been how you they have really they've really helped me out a lot man Mm -hmm. i don't know it's funny it's just funny how people get called people love the cards i don't know man people love the cards and also they just work with my intuition really well i think i'm just I think people just have certain gifts. My mm-hmm. gift is like cardomancy. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I the card they just they turn out a certain way and then I read them. Yeah. I don't know. How to, <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Else. Yeah. I mean, because you were supposed to be doing this work. Yeah, That's it's why. so interesting. So, how do you feel about everyone? I feel like a lot of people are tarot readers now. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not me like trying to set up anyone throwing shade at other people doing yeah, tarot. Whatever. But I just feel like a lot of people are picking up tarot and reading, mm-hmm. reading for other people, just reading, reading. And I'm just wondering your assessment as someone who's been doing this for oh, a decade. But, yeah. Like, what do you think that is? Like, do you think that there's other forms of divination that people should mm-hmm. try? It just seems like this is like tarot moment. So like, what do you yeah. think that's about? Um, I I like that there's a lot of people who are interested in tarot. Yeah. Um, if people are interested in it, you know, they should, they should pursue it. Um, for me, it did take me nine years to open up publicly Mm. to start doing readings. That's a long time. (laughs) And that could have been my own kind of issues and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um... I mean, I think if you if it's a gift and people are magnified towards your services and stuff, then definitely go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I think I'm here for it if people want to do it. And yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah. And then if people, you know, if people like the what you're doing, they'll come back. That's true. You know what I mean? They will. So and then if if they don't, then try something. Else. <laughs> 
All you need is a little juju. So it's yeah. just interesting. Yeah. I, I will pull a card for myself every now and again. Mm-hmm. But like, I just know that I want it to be, I said this in another episode, like I want it to be a tarot girl so bad. And that's just not, if it's not, not for you, thing. you don't need to force yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't need to force it when I feel called. Or sometimes my ancestors are like, girl, go pull a card. Cause it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, but you should Yeah. No, for me, yeah. it's like when I'm doing tarot, like I can like, it's just, the messages come quick. Yeah. And I'll be sweating. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. I'll be like, let's do a 20 minute reading. And then it's done in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, all okay. right, time to pack up and go. Right, you know, right. <laughs> like I, with your reading. Yeah, no, my I reading mean, we was... did, I was drawing it out, but the messages just come very quickly with cards. Yeah. And they and were I saying mean, the yeah. same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I think that's just like, an like that is just a kind of like, perspective i don't know like a temperament mm. like because i mean i think i could do the same thing with bones or whatever right have you Give ever me... thrown bones no mm. but who knows and maybe you know i'm in new orleans so right uh, maybe in my future birds. i don't know but um it's kind of the same thing like oh um, can you explain bones oh so i don't know a whole lot about it but yeah. it's um throwing bones reading tea leaves reading palms those are all different, different. forms of t- um of divination that yeah. use a certain tool, like mm-hmm. an external tool, yeah. as a method for like reflection. Yeah. So to, like, and to channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like bones, people use traditionally use actual bones of animals, but it also can refer to like just different artifacts, knickknacks that people put together mm-hmm. and throw out, and then you can interpret the reading just from how the things fall, what fell where, which side did it fall on, like what is touching this thing. So that's mm-hmm. basically what throwing bones are. Yeah, but man, tarot has really like blessed my life beyond mm-hmm. like, because I, I don't know, I just used to get all these kind of like, this is why if you're getting a message, it doesn't matter if it's tarot or anything. Like I just Look. used to get these whispers like, do tarot, mm-hmm. do tarot for people, mm-hmm. do tarot. And I never would have imagined that, like, like, because I did, like, over 30 events in Chicago. Like, I've had over, like, 250 clients. Um, yeah. And you just opened up. I just want to remind everyone. Just, just started, really. Yeah. yeah. But, like, literally booked as fuck. Booked and busy. Booked as fuck as, as for, yeah, to where I had to leave my job, you know? Yeah. And then this whole, like, moving to New Orleans is a whole nother thing that's, like, me reconnecting with my ancestors Mm -hmm. through tarot like Mm -hmm. i mean i could have been a tarot reader here in the 1700s yeah you never know right (laughs) wow that's beautiful it's true man it's a lot i'm getting a lot of messages here too in new orleans like i'm like okay y'all are really funny the spirits are loud here. Like, they are. It's just the energy is just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm here. What's up? I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I have never slept so well in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know that I'm like in a good place. Yeah. And that pe- it's very peaceful. It's like mm-hmm. loud, but it's peaceful. Then it's like, welcome. Yeah. Welcome, baby. Yeah. Welcome, here. baby. Rock. Yeah. So, um,. Lastly, I want to ask all my guests when they come on the show around um, what are white folks' roles in spiritual tradition in their spiritual traditions, yeah. um, specifically those that practice hoodoo. 
Um, I have my own, you know, ideas that I've talked about a little bit on here, but just wondering, like, as a practitioner, practitioner, mm-hmm. like, what do you think that um, white folks' role is in their spiritual traditions, um, specifically ones that they are they engage in that are West African mm-hmm. um, based and centered, or just black in general, mm-hmm. like who So I, um, I mean, I actually did. I actually have learned a lot about like New Orleans hoodoo stuff from um, my white friend Tyler but he acknowledges like where the knowledge comes from and mm-hmm. he also isn't praying to um, white ocean mm-hmm. it's like Catholic <laughs> saints yeah so like Saint Expedite mm-hmm. and stuff like that but he isn't really um, you know like Shango mm-hmm. even though it's like totally different traditions yeah but people always mix them up Anyway, so I guess it's... But people be having... You know, they be be having the candles around here and shit, too. Mm -hmm. For all that. I know. Mm -hmm. It's all become blended into, like... Yeah. Voodoo! Ifa! Hoodoo! I don't have... I don't use any of those candles. Yeah. I'm not not, not in those traditions. Yeah. But, um, I think... This is one thing I definitely would love to touch on is, um... You know Catherine Ironrod? Yes. So, I do think people like that. Like, she's not even from the South. She's from Berkeley, my nigga. We don't fuck with Like, we need to really, if you're white and practicing hoodoo, because I have white friends who, like, my friend that I live with now, Mm -hmm. like, she grew up, she's French and Spanish. Like, she, her family is from New Orleans. Her family's from the South. Like, you can't help if you happen to pick up how to do some spell work and stuff like that. Like, you know, doing a floor wash, doing the herbal floor wash. As long as you acknowledge where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you, I think with white people, um, which I will say I have been like, I've been pretty, pretty satisfied with the way that some of my, um, my, um, hmm, my siblings, I don't know, my family have been doing LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, white people need to like either put black people on, give money pool economic resources you know right sharing and reposting a post isn't enough mm-hmm. like actually donate because we need resources right. and economic support so yeah i would say if you are a white person doing that also um <clears throat> i just would not advise white people to call upon um like ancestors and these kinds of deities like it's deities? Like, um yeah i mean just because it's, yeah. it's very complicated, you right? Know? Right. It's very complicated, and um, I mean, I can't really say. I know there's white people who do voodoo, and there's yeah, there's a lot. You know, that's their relationship with it. But I mean, I wouldn't advise it really because mm-hmm. I think you should just save that for the people that it's meant for, right. or the people who created it. Right. And also, I feel like it kind of steals the power away from it. Yeah, and it's like, <clears throat> what I say a lot is like, we all have our own ancestral traditions, and it might be difficult to find or connect to, but like, you know, runes. people who are white, like, right, I just met somebody who did runes the other day. I'm My white it. friends here, actually, um, they do, like, they're in the Order of the Golden Dawn, and they they're actually very aware of that like line and so like one thing i like about them is because they're very like you know medieval european people Mm -hmm. and so they like i've never felt like they're like you know doing voodoo because they don't do that you know (laughs) they they do do, their own they do their own rituals rituals yeah rooted in european stuff and like 
we can coexist, you know? We can coexist, and we can, I mean, even just, like, not, even outside of coexisting, like, if you are wanting to do, like, white people, if you are mm-hmm. wanting to, like, be, quote-unquote, allies, or, like, wanting mm-hmm. to actually do the work, you can do that ancestral work mm-hmm. with the people that, like, killed, named, and tortured, like, black folks' ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go through and do that healing work within mm-hmm. your own lineage instead of, like, going to something else and working with other people's ancestors yeah, and other deities. Like, that. you got some stuff Tell to internal shit to do. Process like, of your ancestors process, to be like, y'all were shitty. That'll be, right. Let's And how can we together. not get, be shitty? Help me get some money. Help me with your trust fund to help these black people open up a school. Right. Because, I mean, my also my white friends here, um, <clears throat> one of them, like, owns a space downtown. And so, that's, like, where I can do readings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because, like, you know, they I know that I need connections and right. stuff. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. White people just step up. Period. 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 <laughs> Period. And so, we're, on a, we're at an hour. So, I want to be respectful of time. But I did, I do want to also ask, um... Why or do you think that black folks are like going through this like moment of of wanting to reclaim um like that magic mm-hmm. and wanting to reclaim ancestral traditions and just really wanting to get involved in that? Like mm. do you feel that that is something that's happening now? And if you yeah. do, why do you think that that's happening? I think I think it's always been around mm-hmm. like no matter what period, you know, Black people, we always been ahead of the curve. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I, I know people have always been interested in stuff in this stuff. But I think one thing that's different is the internet mm. and the technology. So that's also why, like, I call myself a tech witch because we are living in a very, um, like, interesting, like, crux of time in terms of um, technology and how we're able to like um, spread this information mm-hmm. and then. Also, to fucking, like, utilize, like, to, like, provide services, you know? Right. So, spread knowledge, provide services, build community. Um, I think that we're in a really interesting time. And so, I think also people, like, as far as the social conditions, people are open to it. Um, I don't know why exactly. I mean... I feel like the ancestors just speaking. They mm. they want like long to come back, you know, because I think my parents, at least that generation, um, they lost a lot mm. of the older knowledge. Like, yeah. so we're more interested in like farming and like you know stuff that's non-Christian. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny how it it took one generation. To for things right. to spring back. Yeah, because right. it's like, y'all tried like, to beat it out right. of us. But nah, uh-uh. we like, we got Apple computers and we fucking <laughs> kitchen witching. You know what I mean? For we real. in the kitchen conjuring. Yep. And we doing all these spells with these herbs from yep. nature. Yeah. That we look up on a fucking Apple computer. Right. Isn't that funny? Right. Yeah, it is. So it's just very interesting. Wow. Like, this is like an Octavia Butler novel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like the, like, the convergence of like material reality and like the evolution of um like spirituality Mm, you know that's deep (laughs) yeah i know like you know okay digital get a little bit marxist to you know yeah whatever but it's true material reality and then also just the way that the um the breakdown of like um modern religious institutions Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so 
pair different that with generation. some and we just need different ways to build community yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow and we can do it like through spirit yes. and technology contact me let's build let's build so speaking of that thank you for the interview this was yes! so good i feel like we touched on so many different topics ah! and like i'm hoarse it's so yeah i really this was this was really really good um so plug your stuff where can people find yes, you where find can they me book on you instagram at um, <laughs> Millennial Soul Food, M I L L E N N I A L S O U L F O O D. I'll put it in the show the show notes. Millennial Soul Food, MillennialSoulFood.com. Okay, um, that's my website. And then um, on Facebook, I'm Millennial Soul Food. Millennial Soul Food at gmail.com. And um, where do you offer tarot readings? I offer tarot readings. I also do business coaching so if you're looking for someone to do like digital content strategy um i do work with that with organizations and stuff like that um i also do spiritual coaching and i also offer a six-week um transformation program so if you're looking to do any kind of stuff with like new year's resolutions Mm -hmm. get an accountability partner a life coach I'm a professionally trained life coach. We didn't really talk about that. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, that coursework. Okay. Um, so I do that also. So yeah, those are my services. So Yay. please follow me on Instagram, him, you know, hit, hit me up, up with some questions, you know. I'm, and if you're going to be here for Mardi Gras, hit me up for a reading, you know. Because yeah. it's that time. It is that January time. 6th is my birthday. First day of Mardi Gras. If you're in the city, Hit me up. Let's get some king cake. <laughs> Let's yeah, get, some get some beignets. Let's get some daiquiris. Ooh. And yeah, Mardi Gras is here February and March. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, baby. Thank baby. you. See y'all later. You all enjoyed it. I hope that you all learned something because I think there was just a lot of like little gems being dropped throughout the uh, throughout this interview. So I hope that you picked up something. And um, again, you can reach out to me at thejujubay.com. You can check out my website. It's jujubay.com. Um, and my cash app is at tsjjubay. I'm at jujubay on pretty much damn everything. Oh, and the Patreon actually to help be a monthly sustainer like i talked about earlier is patreon.com slash jujubay and remember listener less listener letters can be sent to me via my website or through email i would love to hear y'all questions and then answer them on the platform and uh i think that's it i hope you're having a good day be blessed you got it this week is yours every day is a new day you get to start over and make it exactly how you want it to be so All you need is a little juju. Peace, y'all.